A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at The Dream Factory are simple. We can discuss as many of your movie ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it will be presented as evidence in Medway Magistrates Court to help me avoid points on my license for driving this podcast at a thousand miles an hour. I'm Joel, a man who puts the brave into there is no braver man than me. And across from me is John Harris, a man who, because of his fear of driving on motorways, has never eaten at a service station. Hello, John. There's some truth in that. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure the reference to Medway uh, magistrates. Are you in trouble with the law? That's no. There is a, uh, a Tory cabinet minister at the moment who maybe broke a code, was maybe trying to get around a speeding ticket. Oh, I do know this story. But yeah, I genuinely don't. I'm scared of driving on motorways. I'm a 32-year-old man who's scared of driving on motorways. Welcome to the podcast. Which is mad because you fly a biplane at the weekends. Oh, yeah. A wooden Wright Brothers replica. And you say it's, you know, the safest thing going. Yeah, well, I'm in control. It's the other drivers that I'm But what about, about what about the alligator in the cockpit? Does that not ramp up the danger? He's a cartoon alligator. It's fun. <laughs> no, that's a good point. You took out all his teeth. Right. <laughs> Let's pitch some movie ideas. How about this one from Beck? The Haunting of Thrill House. Thrill House. Thrill House. So this is... Uh, I had to triple check this with you. This is a Treehouse of Horror reference. Or is it not? Yeah. Is it just a normal it's Simpsons. Simpsons? No, I think it's normal Simpsons. It's normal Simpsons. So it's actually the quite heartbreaking episode where Bart does some shoplifting because there's a new exciting gory video game out that I've completely forgotten the name of and everyone's getting it except Bart and Marge refuses to buy it for Bart and there's a bit where he goes over to Millhouse's house the Millhouse house mm, um, the Frill house what makes a Millhouse a mill home uh, and Millhouse is playing the game and he's entered his like name for the high scores as Thrill House um, so that's where that comes from I actually watched that episode uh, you can probably tell because I could recall every detail about a week ago. Um, the um, that's not like traditional video games. One of the best parts is the fact that your name for entering high scores was usually three letters, so you had to be quite creative to get the swear words in. Yes, you could do bum, uh, you could do ass. Yep, yeah, you could do fuc. <laughs> isn't yeah. the isn't the thing? Isn't that the fun fact about Pac-Man that he was what? called? Puck man, but they were worried people would vandalize the machine so that he was just called fuck man in arcades. That's that's so they I've know heard. what teenagers are like. Yeah, they do. They do. It's like that. There's, there's plenty of apocryphal tales of that nature. There's a Chinese computer manufacturer called Wang, and 
there's a story about them launching their insurance called Wang Care in the UK. There's all those kind of things. Yeah. I don't know how many of them are true, but I want to live feel- in a world where those things are true. This feels a bit like a cracker joke from the 90s, that one. Um, but every time I Google Wang Care, yeah. I, end up, I end up on the strangest mailing list. <laughs> so Haunting of Frill House, right? It's Haunting of Hill House pun. As uh, long-time listeners will know, Joel and I are professional scaredy cats. Yeah, so- I always really I always worry about when we have to do a, a, scare, a scary one because we don't know, we'll never know the source material. Haunting of Hill House is Netflix? Yes. Um, it's, yeah. It's a- it's a guy, is it Mike? He's very good, apparently, in the world of horror. I think I've seen this one. Oh, there is you there go. A, is there a sequel to it? There's oh, it Bly is scary, Manor. John. It is scary, this one. The Haunting of Hill House. Well, like, vaguely, let's let's be fair. We're not going to go into the uh, the details of the exact plotting here. It, effectively, what we've got here is a Black Mirror episode, right? Video game that's haunted. Haunted video game. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. One thing you d- we like, like a scary Jumanji. Ooh, Manji. Very good. We discussed this the other day. We did an episode Uman around... Jeepers Creepers. Joel's not listening. He's just thinking puns. You know, you can tell, you can just see on the other side of the Zoom, Joel just locking into pun mode and nothing is going in. I think I'm all out. I think I'm all out. <laughs> uh, we discussed, we did a Black Mirror episode a while back and we, we were thinking about re-releasing it to see how many we got right and then doing a new Black Mirror episode ahead of the release of the next series. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you'd like us to do that. We might just do it anyway. So listeners... If you can think of, no, we don't need puns anymore. For 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 a, for a couple of weeks, what I want is you f- find a piece of technology in your house and how is it spooky? Razor, toothbrush, other what? things that aren't in the bathroom. <laughs> what really? Why? Yeah, well, I did wonder why you're recording this sat on the toilet this week, John. But now it all makes sense. <laughs> I do worry because I had a bit of a think about that Black Mirror episode after we did that episode the other week, and I remember having some quite good ideas. And I think maybe my brain has melted out of my ears in the intervening years, John, because all I could think of was just. What if your hands were a phone or what if your hands were, you know, that's it. I couldn't think anything beyond that. It's terrifying. Don't, I don't know what's happened to me. Don't waste it. That's gold. That's that's good stuff for the episode. Okay. Well, you're going to hear the phrase. What if your hands were 10 times when we record that episode? Actually, here's one. Let, let me move on to the next one. This one's from Nathan and it could be a Black Mirror episode. Meganaconda. So we're talking Megan as in with the three. Mithrigan Aconda. Oh, okay. So we've got, I guess, Not a the Megalodon. From Jason Statham's film. The Meganaconda. Now we're talking. So <laughs> it's a snake that's also a prehistoric shark that is also an AI creepy dog. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy AI shark snake. I was thinking about this in terms of like, so we're making Meganaconda and Megan is, you know, the, the, the concept is she's like a doll that is also like a helper but it, it sort of derives from the idea of a, the, the the toy doll. Doll. Mm-hmm. So doll, how do you say that word? Anyway. Doll. So what sort of snake-like toys do you have? And I was I was thinking this through. And you've got the one that, the, like the segments of plastic that are connected together as a kid. Mm-hmm. Can, mm-hmm. can you visualize that? It's sort of hollow, clickety-clackety plastic. You've got the bog-standard rubber snake. We all know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, well, you've got the one that comes out of a can. And then finally... And most importantly, you have the sort of weird wibbly wobbly water thing that that sort of slips in out in out of your hand. That that's called a snake. Do you know what I mean? It's like um what? It's like a plasticky tube that's full of water, more like bl- balloony. And the way that it's designed is it sort of goes in on itself and it slips out of your hand. I don't know that no? guy. No. no. What about John? Your friend of mine, the Rubik's snake. Is that a Rubik's cube but a snake? Yeah. They. I think when Rubik's cubes hit 
hit max hysteria. I think they experimented with a few different shapes. They're all long gone now, and the cube's the only one that you can find. But I seem to remember having a Rubik's snake. Am I going mad? I'm Googling Rubik's snake. But I've got no uh, idea how it would have worked. Rubik's snake. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of puzzle involved. It's more just like a Rubik's-inspired snake that you can turn into a ball or a triangle or a little cross if you want to. It's not... Oh. There's no sort of goal of... I know that I've seen a, a circular Rubik's Cube in my time, a spherical no, one. No, you haven't. You've seen a Rubik's Sphere, John. <laughs> Apologies. But yeah, I mean... Okay, what, so it's what, a toy a toy snake that... A little kid gets a toy snake and the toy snake becomes... It doesn't Megan become incredibly protective of her friend, her to owner? The point, to the point of endangering others. Is that, is that where the, the scariness comes I from? Think, I think there's beyond danger. I think they get brutally murdered. So this person's got a little snake in a tin and it shoots with such ferocity out of the tin that it kind of goes through your skull. <laughs> there you go. That sounds fun. Great stuff. Was well, it, were you ever... I can't imagine you were... I was lamenting this the other day, actually. I don't know if they still exist, John, but a snake in a tin is the sort of thing you'd find in a joke shop. Mm. It feels to me like if you tried to tell someone under the age of 13 that there used to be joke shops, a physical place you could go and buy pranks... <laughs> It seems mad, doesn't it? Like, there's, oh, yeah, there's a guy on the high street and he sells like fake packets of chewing gum that have, you know, a little mousetrap in them or stink bombs or... But, the you know, they used to be joke shops. We used to be a country. <laughs> I'm just Googling it and it, and what's coming up, the, what, the few that are, that remain, that's definitely the thing that makes me think of, they were often sort of part of a fancy dress shop. They Where were, do you go yeah. to get your practical jokes and your big dinosaur outfit? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a, big... a prank guy? No. I, I think I. I think this is like a half memory, but I think I successfully used fake sick to get off school once. No. Yeah. What is, is is that not just like a tin of soup, cold soup, right? Yeah, from the joke shop. Oh, Tesco. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> um, from Tesco no, Extra, like, the big joke shop. Like, does itching powder really work? Because I think to a modern person, you'd say itching. It sounds like something from from Diagon Alley, doesn't it? Itching powder. Yeah, I guess so. What were the other joke shop staples? There was fake dog stink poo and bombs. fake sick. There was stink bombs. There was the little chewing gum packet that slapped your finger. I also think there was like, I've got a memory of like really spicy chewing gum. Yeah, that sounds about right. The mm. um, This isn't a prank so much, but it definitely was in this uh, in this world was the, and I, I apologize in advance because this is probably in some way racially insensitive, but the they would call them the Chinese finger traps. Yes. But who's maybe that maybe they on? are genuinely from China, and I am. But I just I, I want to caveat in advance in case it is insensitive. <laughs> who's that a prank on? Because you get trapped to them as well. Well, c could you not put it on both their f index fingers and then they're stuck? Maybe. And isn't it the thing with the finger trap that the more you struggle, the more the trapped you become? It gets. Exactly. Yeah. Much it's quite like a scary quicksand. thing. Again, you never hear about quicksand anymore. They weren't selling quicksand in joke shops, but I wouldn't have been surprised if in the back, <laughs> you ask the guy at the till and they go, all right, come out back. And they've just yeah, got a bag yeah. of it's quicksand. Like, it's like a loyalty card thing. If you've been into that joke shop 10 or 12 times, they know you're good enough for the ser the real pranks, <laughs> the big pranks. There's been quite an interesting thing online this week about a pretty evil dude doing pranks. Have you seen this guy? He got no? arrested by the police today. His pranks include things like going into people's houses or stealing their dog. I think they're crimes. They're crimes. Yeah. I would, and that's probably down to an escalation in like shock culture online. What I think we need so. is to reset and we need the next big YouTube prankster to like have cinnamon flavored chewing gum and some firecrackers. 
Well, the interesting thing is I think we, and rightly so, have got a bit more, like, I think the world is a bit more sensitive to these things. So, like, you know, Mr. Beast, he does these big, like, stunty prank things. But a lot of the pranks are like, ha I just gave a random person $10,000. What a joker. Rather than sort of like, I shaved that person's head who didn't want it. Whereas, like, you know, so, sometimes on TikTok, I've recently been served clips from Punked. And it just look it just seems like abuse. Like... At the time, I was like, what a jape. Whereas I watch it now, yeah, and I just yeah. think, we are just making that person's life miserable for the day for no real reason apart from the fact they're famous. It's famous people deserve it. Um, right, here's <laughs> a film idea from Josh. Catch me if you cannibal. Mm. Tom Charming Hanks is- has a taste for flesh. Tom, you don't think it's Leo who's running around leaving oh, a trail of the, bodies? Uh, right? he's, the, he's the charming cannibal. Yeah, so he pretends to be a pilot eats all the passengers pretends to be I don't know what else he does the plane lands and there's not a single person on board he's eating them he's eating them head to toe what else yeah. does he pretend to be in Catch Me If You Cannibal I can't remember it's just I vividly remember in, a, the, in many ways John the ultimate prankster true yeah well, what else does he pretend to do race car driver race car driver uh, eats everyone else on the grid <laughs> is there like you know, he's like just pretending to be stuff. Like, is there any, does he ever just like pretend to work at Tesco for the day? He could, well, it, you could sort of mash together some film ideas here and he could be like pretending to be the demon barber of Fleet Street or some sort of chef and that's how he's getting access to bodies. Maybe he worked in a morgue. Yes. And he's cooking the bodies up. If he's pretending to be the demon barber of Fleet Street, has he accidentally like taken that job? He doesn't actually want to eat people, but in... To, to sort of keep up pretenses, he has to. No, I think I actually was about to ask you, John. This is something I've wondered just on behalf of a friend. What job do you think it makes it easiest for you to get access to bodies to eat without anyone noticing? <clears throat> um, morgue, right? You think morgue? Does anyone see them between, or can you sort of put them? Can you kind of could you eat a decent amount of someone and then sort of stuff them? A bit like when you put when you're a kid and you put like pillows under the duvet to make it look like you're lying exactly in bed. exactly that. <laughs> Do you think you could get away with it? Um, f- uh, for legal purposes, I'm going to say no. Okay. And if you and if you had to eat a part of a human body, mm, good how question. Would you, what, what would it be and how would you prepare it? Mm, that's all, I don't want to be here all day. Surely it's... I'm thinking... Oh, I don't want... This is, bad idea, this is a bad idea to go out. Right, look, cards on the table. I'm not going to do this, guys, but surely it's like, it's like thigh or something, right? Delicious bit of thigh. Well, I feel like we've spoken about this many times before, but it's actually uh, the most delicious part of a human body. Apparently, 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 <laughs> apparently, allegedly, is, is that little bit on the base of your thumb. You know that little bit there. It feels a little, like a little bit like a duck breast or something. That's horrible because that's the bit that you're supposed to compare. Like if you want to check how well done a steak is, you compare it to that part of your hand on each finger, right, to get from. I don't know. You can't see this, jo- listener, but I'm just chowing down on my hand. Legitimately is. He, he's going to pass out from blood <laughs> loss before. The, we need to get, but, well, we need I, to record I'm, I'm ingesting the blood. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Give me another idea. Uh, what about this one from Oscar? Pope a pig. Animated pig is sworn in as the Supreme Pontiff. Pope? Say again. Pope so, a pig. Pope, yeah, so as in the Peppa Pig becomes Pope. Right. <laughs> you know, like... Yes. You, okay. You know, there's like days of like media hubbub around the Sistine Chapel, waiting for the smoke to come out of the the, the chimney. Just imagine if it comes out pink. It would be pandemonium. <laughs> I, uh, so the is this like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style thing where we've got an animated pig in the real world? Hundred percent. Okay. If what? Hmm. What area? It would it would rankle some people. I think that a cartoon pig had become pope before, say, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Also a woman. Uh, yeah. So you're, I can see you're going to, you're uh, on the Vatican's PR team, John. What I'm saying is it's a progressive move from the Vatican. We've hired Peppa Pig to represent one of the planet's major religions. And do you think Peppa Pig would make a good Pope? Yeah. So I think she'd, so. She'd probably get the holy water and put it out in the cemetery to make a big old muddy puddle for, for everyone to jump up and down. Does she, oh, does she love a muddy puddle? She's obsessed with it. I think that Peppa Pig Maybe is, she would is, bless all the puddles on Earth. Yeah, so all puddles are in Subway Holy. So if you want to get out of getting to Heaven Free Card, you just need to go jump in a muddy puddle. That's great stuff. Peppa Pig is is definitely sort of effectively propaganda for the big Pigs. puddle. No. For big puddle. Because my, my son and all children are obsessed with jumping up and down in puddles in a way that I just wasn't. And I'm sure it's because they see it on Peppa Pig. Every, at the end of every episode, pretty much, they talk about how much she loves jumping up and down in muddy puddles. Do you think it's going to have an effect on whether or not children eat pigs? No, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's definitely an interesting point. Um, are there pe- are there Peppa Pig products? I mean, obviously, there's every imaginable Peppa Pig product. But are there yeah. Peppa Pig meat products? I don't think you're buying a Peppa Pig sausage, if that's what no, you're No, that feels like a bridge too far, doesn't it? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I think so. But it's like Percy Pig at M&S. They haven't gone that far, have they? You can't get a Percy Pig hot dog. Uh, no, but I think you can get most things Percy Pig style. Oh, yeah, they do. They're every- pretty, but they're, are they veg? But they, I reckon those of them have gelatin in. So it's not, we're not that far away. We're That's not that far away. Very good point. Technically, they do have a bit of pig in them. Is that why they've called it that? Like a little That's- dark joke, twisted. m you freak. When did, Percy, when did Percy Pig get on the scene? And also, when... John, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. When the fuck did Colin the Caterpillar happen? The the M&S confectionery marketing... In the last 10 years... In the last decade, incredible. Colin the Caterpillar has become the de facto... And I feel like... Yeah, and I feel like it's been programmed into my brain to to sort of believe that that's been everyone's birthday cake since like the year 1845. But the Wikipedia claims that they've been knocking out Colin the Caterpillar cake since 1990. I just do not believe that. I know. There was no, no, in my childhood, we were not getting a Colin I the Caterpillar. I never saw a Colin the Caterpillar cake in my childhood. Never heard hide nor hair of that guy. We were getting Madeira. If you're, luck, if you're lucky, it might have some branding on it. But otherwise, it was just plain with a couple stars on it. You got you had Madeira? 
Yeah. Isn't Madeira the kid, the birthday cake cake? Oh, maybe it is. Buttercream icing. Yeah. Did you not, it's did very you not have similar a, to a, a, nice, a nice sugar paper cartoon on top? Oh, God, yeah. Cupcakes with the little paper on top. Do yeah, they do that like anymore? Little, it's probably, no, you probably, probably can't not. eat paper anymore. <laughs> That's a shame. The EU! <laughs> <laughs> would you like another one from me? I would, yes. This one is from Joe. Ghost Ted. The vague plot of Ghosted, but instead of Chris Evans, it's Ted from the movie Ted. Okay. Now I'm gonna. Sh- I I I have not seen either of these films. Now that's not gonna stop me from guessing. Great. Ted is a bawdy comedy from the wickedly smart brain <laughs> of Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Indeed. T- I think Ted. And he says raunchy like dr- things to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I think Ted feels like a Dream Factory idea. It like does ra- a little bit. Randy, like it's just yeah, we're making like a raunchy comedy, but the the protagonist is a teddy bear. So in this, Mark Wahlberg is a super spy and he leaves his childhood home to go and be trained by MI5. He doesn't know that his toys come to life and one of his bears follows him to a secret mission. That sounds adorable. She sounds fucking great. Alternatively, could it be... So rather than Anna de Armas being a spy and trying to keep that on the down low, mm-hmm. Ted is trying to keep the fact that he's a teddy bear on the down low. Very good. So the japes, the japes come from the, the idea of a teddy bear trying to pretend to be human. Perfect. Well done. Hey, John, how about a film idea from me, Joel? Yes, please. Sex Lives of the Potato Head. <gasps> it's Toy it. Story, but it's just pure filth. I, when I thought about Sex Lives of the Potato Men earlier, I thought that is the most Dream Factory film title of all time. And I feel like you could do six months of episodes around the film title, Sex Lives of the Potato Men. Shrek's Lives of the Potato Man. Shrek's Lives of the Potato Men. You know, loads. <laughs> Sex Lives just of the ins- Potato Children of Men. Very good. Just insert your own ideas here now. Listen, I will leave you a little gap. Can you send in ideas for our Sex Lives of the Potato Men special, where we will watch the film <laughs> Sex Lives of the Potato Men and eat different potatoes every time? We'll watch Sex Lives of the Potato Men 10 times with a different potato dish each time. John, what's your film idea? This one comes from me, The Bear. A young chef from a fine dining world returns to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop, but he's a bear. Think of like Ratatouille, basically. I'm I'm worried we've done this one before now, I say it, but maybe not. I think we're anyway. reaching the point where there are no new Dream Factory ideas and we're sort of doing puns on ideas that we came up with five years ago. I love it. A big cuddly bear in the kitchen. If you've seen the bear, it's very tight in the, the, the cooking area and there's lots of sort of accidents based on people bumping into each other. And I can imagine that a bear would just make that more stressful. You think having a bear in a kitchen, a professional kitchen, might make it more stressful? <laughs> just slightly. Where does he but put maybe- a hairnet? Exactly. Well, it's like a Christmas tree. They check him in one of those <laughs> nets every morning. <laughs> Throw him through one of those tubes. <laughs> I've always wanted to be thrown through one of those tubes. Yeah. I, think, I feel, like, I feel I think, like that's probably quite achievable. I think it's probably not as good as you'd imagine it would be. But yes, in, in theory, that seems like a wonderful thing to do. What if I was dropped through it from a height? Here we go. Now we're talking. Mm, that's more fun. Like a big trapeze artist. Yeah. Trapeze. Uh, right well everyone John what was your favourite idea of all the ideas that you heard Pope Pig I think she could really bring a lot to the Catholic Church good stuff John we need to wrap because Leonardo DiCaprio is walking in he's holding a knife and fork (laughs) well done John well done Joe did you have a nice time 
Uh, I did have a nice time. Thank you very much. Yeah, we. Yeah, there was that was the shortest Joel and I have ever had to prep before recording because second we have a hu- we have a hard out. So um, we had a, a hard out and we, ha- and we had a soft in. <laughs> it, was it was incredibly good. soft. What are the um what are the pop culture things you've been enjoying? Um, a while back we talked about believe in magic, and if you're a UK resident, you can listen to the whole thing on BBC Sounds. So I binged the whole thing. It's good. Um, and would recommend. And then, yeah, unfortunately, apart from Succession and Legend of Zelda, my life, there isn't much else going on. We are we are one episode away from no more Succession ever again. It's crazy, man. And I'm about 300 hours away from thinking about something that isn't the Legend of Zelda. So, <laughs> uh, One thing that I need to shout out here is uh, this week, so uh, tomorrow, I believe, uh, my episode of Mixtaping Identity is coming out. Oh, here we go. Head to head. We finally so- get to decide who's the best. So Joel, Joel went on it six months ago, and they've really they, the barrel has been scraped, and yeah. they the right in the bottom of the barrel between some other dirt, they found my name. And uh, well, I yeah. went on there, and I just blew that show to bits. It was, you know, <laughs> one of the greatest podcast appearances of all time. That's what they're saying. Uh, and so they, they needed to cool down for six months before they came back for the other Dream Factory co-host. Yeah, I, I'm sort of dreading it. They they posted the the playlist on Monday. And I hate it. Okay. Have you, have just, you got any death threats? Because I got a fair few when my playlist went up. No, the, the the one of the comments was saying about how it's nice that I picked a Ruben song and they would listen. So uh, if you're that person and you've now found this podcast, thank you. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just, it's more self-loathing than sort of public loathing. I just, I, d- I did it. I think I listened to your episode, you should, which listeners, you should check out Mixtaping mix Identity. Check out Joel's episode now and then my episode tomorrow if you're listening on the day of release. And I I sort of thought I was going to th- really think it through. So I was like, I went, oh, what I'll do is I'll, uh, in a mad sort of haze, I will type out my first thought for every single one of these mm-hmm. and then I'll sort of refine it. But then I didn't refine it. I just, I thought, do you know what? This is fine. I, I will, yep. I, I either need to send it to Shane now or he will never get this list. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how I approached it. It's just got to be See done. It. I just did mine in like a fugue state and then sent it and tried not to think about it too much. There you go. Good stuff, John. I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. And listener, we'll see you this time next week. Goodbye. Bye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll 
be the best listener.